so our song plays. Every time we should describe that the song plays so that this we remember we to do. put the song in. Yeah. And <laughs> then we say something note. like, hello and welcome to episode three of Chris and Jack's pilot podcasts, The Pilot. No. Nope. No. Podcast <sighs> pilots. Wait. Yeah, podcast, podcast pilots, pilots the, podcast. the podcast episode three episode uh, three so it's no longer the pilot because that was what was so right. fun about episode one is we could say podcast yeah. pilots the Feels podcast like the, the pilot the, the gimmicks worse immediately sure it's dying already um we're, we're here dying episode, on the vine here immediately yeah. y'all we're here in episode three you may have noticed that we're now trying to release these every other week that's our that's our plan for a little while we'll see how that goes every that's other exciting. week i i'm gonna say jack i'm I know we're we're just we're just starting this thing, but I'm really enjoying this. I'm having a lot of fun in I'm a way of too. like it's it's like in a way it's it's like a it's an encouraged chunk of time where we get to put things to the side and then just get to spend time doing what I most enjoy doing with you, which is just riffing and talking on things because I really enjoy talking to you about stuff. It's nice to hang out. Um, that if you're being reflective. Yeah. Let me ask you. So far, we've done four pilots. If we were to make a second episode of any of the four, mm-hmm. would you like to make a second? Because this is a running question for us in this. Uh, uh, and I do think sincerely, at one point, we'll make a second episode of one of these. When we decide that something's good enough, we'll friggin' we'll do it. And maybe yeah. we'll make a third. So, so far, of future FOMO, uh, uh, what do we call this? Busting the, the blocks slash block. June yeah, 20th yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. Um, pre-rental guidance was one that I pitched for that. That's pretty good. That's good. Um, fanzine mm-hmm. and uh, 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 space code something 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 something. Mm-hmm. Of those four, what do you think we should make episode two of if we had to right now? Hmm. I don't want to put. I feel like that puts detriment on other ones that I think all of them have been fun in their own right. I feel most like a second episode of Future FOMO feels most plausible to me right now. I think that I, I think I would agree. So that's the bar. So let's have that as the bar. Yeah. That's like if right now we were to, although we, we could leave this up to other people to decide. But if we were to make a second episode right now, we would make a second episode of Future FOMO. But today, we're gonna blow that crap out of the water because, and we probably should have done this. And we're not good at podcasts yet. This is a podcast where we test out a new kind of podcast every yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, our yeah. podcast is about. No one's tuning in for the first time. Episode three of a Patreon exclusive podcast. That would be weird. <laughs> Although but if maybe we release these publicly, then maybe no longer it's public. A public or it's not wow. a Patreon only thing. Wow. Um, so we're going to try two different podcasts. We're going to see how they go. Uh, we're going to judge, you know, if we had a good time making them, if we feel like we could make more of them, if we feel like we're adding value to the world by making them. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, this a good podcast would be our question podcast? at the end. Do we want to well, make more? I humbly submit our next podcast pilot okay. for our podcast pilot po- podcast pilots the podcast not show. which is not and this one's not the pilot nope this is not the pilot but it's another one i'm humbly submitting i uh um also we're flip-flopping cuz last time uh uh you started i'm starting again that's kind of maybe in Let's the future we find ways to, to we're not do flip-flops give a shit then. about it later <laughs> yes fair um okay so jack you know, we're going to do what we do. We again, we do 30 minutes each podcast. So I'm going to start a clock here for 30 minutes of my my podcast. And as always, we don't really talk about these ahead of time. Today, we nope. haven't talked about them even a little bit. Last time we talked about it a little bit because it was fanzine. This time yep. we've not talked about it 
at all. Don't know what the other person's doing. And as always, never do any research to see if these are already podcasts. And Chris doesn't really listen to podcasts. So go ahead. So here we go. (laughs) I'm starting my timer now. All right, Jack. So... As a, from what I can gather in the podcast world, sometimes within an episode or maybe there's even a podcast like <laughs> that is wholly built around this thing. Sometimes people take user generated questions, fan questions, things that are like, oh, let's let's go to the phones. Yeah, yeah. This is like a mailbag episode or whatever. Yeah. So that's but but I also want to make it clear that like since this is a podcast pilot, this could be the whole premise of the of the podcast. Too, okay. okay. So I was thinking, I was like, Oh, it would be really fun to have a like fan generated Q and a kind of podcast. Okay. And I was thinking who is one of our biggest fans. And the answer was very quick, uh, in me realizing my mom, <laughs> my mom is one of our biggest fans. Okay. So, I had my mom, unbeknownst, I didn't give her any prompts. I said, mom, can you record some questions that you would like to hear us talk about and or answer on our podcast episode? So this is a podcast I'm calling Moms Want to (laughs) Know. Okay. Moms Want to Know. In this case, so episode two might be your mom or someone else's mom. (laughs) I just want it to be Moms Want to Know. Is Lisbeth? Yes, Elizabeth Smith. Top question. Yes. Um, and I, <laughs> I, I'll say I had to listen to him because I had to go through the like preparations of getting the files in order. I'm going to play them off my phone okay. for you, but I think I'm going to also layer them in in post. So it should be hopefully clearer in case it's, you know, a little bit fumbly here. Um, right. But uh, uh, yeah, it was very <laughs> fun to just kind of listen to what my mom just decided to like no prompting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, She's got a she's got a Your real she got a real was style. Ask us questions. That was that the was full... that was the assignment. I was like, right, "Mom, we're doing this podcast." I explained to her what a podcast was, and then uh, she's like, "Okay, <laughs> well, here we go." So she sent me these. Well, um, let's find out what moms want to know. Let me play you question number one. <laughs> Give me a second. I'm pulling it up. Okay, you ready? Yes. You can hear this? Mm-hmm. All right. Hi, this is Lisbeth Smith, Christopher's mom. And he requested that I share point by point the day of his birth for the wider enjoyment of the audience. So here it goes. So clearly your mom. No, I won't do that to him, but I will try to put him on the spot a bit. Good bit so fake I out, Elizabeth. So a few spur of the moment questions for Chris and Jack. So Chris, can you tell me a bit more about the Icelandic mystical creature called the Lagerfjord worm? Where does it live? How does it lure the fair maidens into its web? And for inspiration, you may draw on your own high school dating experience in answering this question. That's question one, Jack. All right. And I'm going to start by saying this to yourself. I have no clue what she's talking about when it comes to that prompt and how it somehow ties to my dating life in high school. But what I did do was I Googled what the mm-hmm. Lagerfleet Lake worm is. 
Yes. It's an Icelandic creature. So let me just quickly give a little context for what I think she she's asking about here. And it's a great question. And I think all moms want to know, know what this question Tell us is about the Lagafoot worm <laughs> and how it relates to your dating life. Also, mom pulled a bit immediately off right there. It's full Lisbeth. Full Lisbeth. Full Lisbeth. Just what a clear Chris and Nick Smith's mother. Uh-huh. What a clear way to introduce yourself to to our audience as yes. so clearly your guys' is also very presentational, very yeah, put, yeah very 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 articulate. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what I pulled up. It says the legend says that if a worm is put on top of gold, the gold supply grows, but so does the worm. That is how the monstrous worm, which inhabits the lake Lagerfjord in East Iceland, came to be. So apparently kind of like a warning kind of thing. Like, Wait, that- I'm sorry. So the gold increases and the worm. So the gold. I think it was about this, like, from what I can gather, this, like, girl put a worm on a gold ring or something like that. And then the worm grew as the gold yeah, so grew. Your wealth, your wealth is increasing, but you're, like, creating this monster. This, like, little worm is growing into, like, a giant mythical beast that could kill you. Yes. And now in doing a deep dive into this fabled creature, none of it had anything to do with fair maidens. So I don't know exactly where she got that. But I did also find some stuff about fair maidens with regard to Icelandic lore. And one has to do with this story called the seal hide. And apparently the seal hide, it was believed that seals are beautiful maidens in disguise. Every now and then seal maidens would shed their skin on the beach, dance naked in the night. If a man stole one of those hides, the seal maiden would become trapped in the human world and the thief could make her his wife. Although the maiden might this is learn. Little mermaid. Yeah, basically that. Exactly. Um, and then the maiden might learn to love her husband and offspring, um, but she would always l- long for her life in the ocean. So I think the question merged to Icelandic lore worlds. If I were to somehow tie that to my high school dating life, which I think is what the question is. Getting yeah. at well, so let's so let's let's break it down. Talk to me about what was your high school dating life like? Did you date a lot in high school? Absolutely not. So that you probably were, is a loaded question of hers. You've told me my favorite detail about your life in high school. Um, your nickname was Ice, right? That was when I was kind of self proclaiming. I appreciate that you give me you, the opportunity to make that my yeah. my truth, but I tried to push. I was trying to push that on people. Yeah. Um, well, to be clear. Yeah, I think it's a terrible nickname. So I, I <laughs> here's my theory. Here was my theory. Well, my true nickname was Inches because yeah. I didn't grow until I was sixteen. Then I had a big. Then I had a big growth spurt. Okay. Then at a point I was like, everybody's got these nicknames. Let me see if I can just make my. Let me just get a nickname out there. Yeah. And I thought Ice. I want to be known as Ice because I'm the guy who was like the icebreaker. I'm coming out. I'm gonna be out there and do a bit. I don't care. I'll get. I'll make this sure everybody's having I, a good time. This is why I think it's a terrible nickname is what it was trying to communicate. Not because like I hear ice. I think it's like this guy's calm, cool, collected. I don't think this is the guy who breaks the ice. This is the guy who puts himself out there a lot with a lot of zany, fun, high energy bits to make everybody feel comfortable. That guy does not sound like ice. That sounds like someone who has broken the will of someone named ice that sounds like someone who doesn't date much in high school i think is more the yeah i'd say my i think that my i think that my high school dating experience was more i was a late bloomer and then by the time i was like of interest to folks it Mm -hmm. seemed a bit like i was out of practice um i had a real so were you trying you weren't really trying to date much no i was i was i was always like 
I was always trying to be like very, I, I was very nervous to put myself out there. And then I think that my like version of trying to say, I think I like you was always just, just like a half baked, very unclear version of like, Oh, <laughs> I think that bit that I'm doing, they're supposed to interpret is my version of being like interested. Yeah. So um, the clarity of your trying to pick people up was akin to having the nickname ice mean gregarious outgoing <laughs> community builder got it and okay. so in some ways tying that to the icelandic lore of mm-hmm. the of the lagerfjord worm probably and here i am thinking in real time i don't have one yet but i think it's yeah. probably have something to do with i was the worm gold was my like gold both represented bits and uh um flirtation and the more that I grew with my bits, so did my flirtation, but they were all infused like a ring. Is there something to that? Does that? That's not bad. Does that kind of track in some way? Here's my read based on how you're describing your dating life. I think there's a world where um, gold is your desire to date. Right. And the worm is the pressure you put on that introduction. You know, it's like mm-hmm. your... Mm. Like the as as this thing becomes more and more desirable to you, it becomes more and more insurmountable because you're more you're complicating it. You're making it a more difficult thing. You're overhyping it in your head. You're creating this monster that makes it impossible for you to get to the gold, the gold of just talking to somebody because you're, right. you're you're making this you're making all these crazy layers of of bits and nicknames and and. You know, if, if only it were as easy as me just taking my seal hide off and then letting someone Dancing wear it like a jacket the and then I can be the little mermaid yeah. for, for, for them. Good question, hey, mom. Good question, moms. <laughs> <laughs> Great question. So I'm going to go back to the question board here. I got a okay. few. Okay. Okay. Lisbeth has another question for us. Oh, we got one coming in from Lisbeth. Lisbeth Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I'm gonna I, and I'm gonna stay quiet on my sides for the clarity of the audio, but feel free to chime in as you need. Well, I want to be able to hear. Yeah. Okay. I here kept we have giggling. The, here we have the here we have the next one. I think this one is kind of a bit too. So <laughs> I'm assuming we're starting, each one has yeah, a pre-launch. They all kind of bit. seemingly have a bit. <laughs> no, to I'm them. just kidding. All right, here we go. Very bad. Your your mom. Hi, Jack. This is Lisbeth. Uh, Chris's mom. I was just wondering during this past year of your preparation for the upcoming national holiday of July 6th Park, what are you mostly excited about? The Velociraptor sumo wrestling competition or the Silotherus eating contest? And please provide details of your journey into deciding on those two particular events. Thank you. Got a lot to unpack there, Jack. <laughs> and that was directed uh, to you. So you have yeah. to answer that question. Oh, thank you. I'll field this one, Chris. Great. Um, um I'll say it's it's I don't want to date when this podcast is being recorded. But right. we're within we're within a month of July 6th Park. Mm-hmm. Uh and we haven't yet made a plan of any kind. I mean, obviously we have, and I don't want to break the premise. I have very specific, two very specific activities that will definitely be happening, and I'm excited for both. But also, 
I'll say, you know, we haven't fully formed the the all of the plans for all of the festivities, but I am legitimately excited. I do actually genuinely want to do it. We've mo- Lisa and I and our baby Francis, we moved during the last year. We're at a place that's now got some 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 nice outdoor space, a nice backyard, and I'm genuinely excited to have some festivities. I know in the reality of our sketch work, you know, I'm sort of obviously I would say I'm the protagonist. You're the poo-pooer. I'm the protagonist, but from the frame of reference of the holiday, I'm the antagonist, right? Uh, <laughs> but you, sometimes there's an anti-hero. Sure. I think I assume everyone watching it is rooting for me to one day finally kill your will. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in real life, I uh, do really have such a great time when we do this every year. And last year, not being able to do it in person was a genuine bummer. So... Uh, I'm really excited about it. And I'll say specifically, I'm excited for the two following events. Uh, The Velociraptor sumo wrestling competition, which is one of those. So I got the inflate. I got inflatable uh, sumo suits. Right. Right. And I also got inflatable Velociraptor suits. Mm. And uh, uh, the the idea is that you'd be wearing both. And we'll have to figure out which direction. fits better. The idea, I think, is Velociraptor suit, then sumo suit on the outside with my hope that the, like, counter pressure of two inflatable suits creates, like, a bouncy outside and a friggin', like, rock-hard Velociraptor interior Mm, so that we can get some real brutal combat going. Which will be fun. Which will be fun. On July 6th, Park. Yes. And the other one, I don't remember... The name of that the dinosaur? A, of the, uh, uh, I think it was. Slot- it almost sounded like an event, invented dinosaur of some kind eating contest. Eating contest. Um, yeah, which I assume is, again, another like costume thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have enjoyed pie eating contests before. You and I were in one one time, right? Didn't we? Yeah, at a, uh, at a, um, at a at haunted the, hayride. The haunted hayride. We did a, we did a pie eating contest. Um, uh, I had a genuine good time. And I, I think I won. You did. I'll say my experience with pie eating contests, I've done them a couple times and I don't know why I allowed it to happen twice because (laughs) the first time, I don't know what it is, but the idea of competitive eating makes my stomach shrink. Yeah, you have an intense. I, 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 I can have a big appetite. And then when it's like on the pressure of having to eat for competition, I was like, oh, I'm gonna puke. (laughs) <laughs> There's no doubt. I'm just going to throw up even though I'm like kind of hungry, but I don't want to do this right now. a sympathetic puker. Yeah. There's a lot that would be a problem there to yeah. just know that someone next to me could at any moment that I'd be like, well, then I'm going to be the one next in line. So I'll say that one. I'm more excited about to have Chris puke. And I have to participate, obviously, because you obviously, came up with this event. You've been planning it for a year. And yeah, you well, made us well, do this every year. I mean, obviously, see, that's good. We're keeping the kayfabe alive. Um, thank you for learning the word kayfabe for me. <laughs> I really enjoy that word, and I like that really, I'm kind of like, in a useful term. Yeah, if y'all don't know, it's a wrestling thing. Look it up. Nice. <laughs> so, Jack, we have another question coming in yeah. from our uh, moms. Want to know this Mom, one's from Lizbeth. From Lizbeth. This one's from Lizbeth. And great. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Hey, Chris, it's mom again. Um, I was just wondering, decade by decade, what actually happened in Monkey Island? Thank you. 
Okay, so for those that couldn't hear that question, what actually <laughs> happened in Monkey Island decade, decade by, by decade. decade? What's Monkey Island quick refresher course for me? I'm very glad that you asked that question, Jack, because I think it's kind of important for context. <laughs> Monkey Island is a circle of trees. Imagine a donut, but made out of pine trees. And so there's a clearing in the middle of this ring of trees, and it was right outside my house. So if you're in my house growing up, I grew up in Tahoe in the kind of in the woods had like a there's like a lagoon behind us towards the lake. But in front of the house, right across the street, there's a big meadow wood line area. And then it's pretty beautiful. There's this kind of section of trees, maybe the size of a few football fields, but it creates a big ring. So it's kind of strange that like there's a thick exterior. And then when you get to the middle, it's like very open. So it's got this energy to it it's got this kind of like where how did this form like this it's almost like a ufo landing pad or something which is what my mind had always uh, uh placed it at i don't know who called it monkey island i think it was my dad but at some point someone was just like yeah it's i don't know it's monkey island or something and that's what stuck <laughs> and so okay. we called that ring of trees monkey island and were there monkeys to your no knowledge? monkeys no okay. monkeys to my knowledge but you would often hear at night howling and things coming from monkey island because it was coyotes a lot of coyotes like to hang out there if we were to break it down decade by decade, I'll say yeah. going so where far right back start? in my life. <laughs> okay. That was where I was going to plan it, okay. but that's at least my knowledge well, of it. I'd at least like a couple a couple bits of intel of decades, you know, starting as far back as 65 million years. Right. I'd say, so it's one, yeah, so 65 million years ago, a giant cephalopod stepped onto a section of mud, which created a singular ring in the shape of its foot. Um, that's a fact. And then 10 years later. And then 10 years later, <laughs> 64,999,990 years later, the um, flash, I'll, I'll say fast forwarding before my birth still, okay. there was a, a point at which this land in front of, we live in the area called the Keys. Um, there's a, uh, uh, there was a preservation put up on that land there. So there's like, it's like, na it's like preserved land for wildlife and whatnot. But, uh, it was a place where I'd always frequent as a kid. So Chris zero to 10, we didn't move into that house till I was six. So the last part of that was like an initial exploration of what that area was like getting my bearings. Okay. Mm -hmm, Probably went mm -hmm. out there as like a 10 year old, Okay, 10 to 20 most active decade of monkey island in my life That's, for sure was that like the cool hangout spot was that like your go-to that was a yes couple things happened out there we did a um it was a cool hangout exploration place friends like i could say like hey let's go check out let's go check out monkey island see what's in there would go in there and find weird shit too which told me it was probably a place where vagrants hung out Sure. A little bit. We, there was like, and it also built to the lore of the place because, like, went in there one time, would find like a, a a teddy bear that shouldn't be there. One time, I found just like a singular ice skate. There's nowhere to skate That's around there. Weird. That's weird. <laughs> then, then, um, do you, you know, suspect that there was a full on like Swiss Family Robinson of Monkey Island? Well, let's not jump jump the gun on our decades here, Jack, because okay. I got another decade coming up. <laughs> okay. the, but and then in this one, uh, uh there was a point where I'll say the most two biggest things happened this decade. One was I made a movie um, when I was 18 and then I had the whole opening sequence was shot in monkey Island. So that was like a real big culmination of my what knowledge. Monkey Island looks like 
Yes, you've seen this. Yes. Um, and so was in there and then later realized like so much of that opening sequence also was filmed inside a tent. And then I realized later after I realized like how movies actually work, I was like, we didn't have to lug generators <laughs> and things into this island in the middle of the woods. We're shooting interiors <laughs> of a tent. Could that could anyway. be my backyard. <laughs> that could be my living room. But got, no, got you some sweet gotten exterior. The right shadows. <laughs> you got to have that real feel, and you could feel in the performance. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. The other thing that happened out there was uh, uh, um, Blair Witch Project came out. I was in high school, and I'd never seen it yet. I didn't see it in theaters, and then secretly was too scared to. Then uh, decided one night that it was going to be let's like some high school friends came over. We rented Blair Witch, and then said like let's watch it. Say nothing when it ends get some flashlights and walk to the middle of monkey island turn the flashlights off let's see what happens that was the thing this is that was like our big classic test. ice <laughs> real classic ice move man ice in the veins you know me that's and i was doing scary. all kinds of crazy bits well the best part was well the best part for the story not for me was that then we're sneaking out into to monkey island after this thing's terrifying by the way it is exact it looks exactly like what the blair witch kind of area looks like generally speaking uh-huh. so we're sneaking out of there in into the into monkey island in that ring of trees we're all so hyper aware anything with how hyper aware we would we were that would snap or, or twist would have like set us running home right so then we're going through my buddy mike sang is right in front of me holding a mag light here's a, a twig snap, probably one of us in the line of people hit, uh, that's like stepping around there. He 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 immediately on a dime turned and then uh, was like so, so quickly freaked to turn and, and, and run away, turned and then swung the mag light unaware straight into my face. Got <laughs> mag light to the jaw because Mike Sang heard a twig snap in Monkey Island. So that was probably the other biggest part of that decade. Were, and then I'll, were you then allowed to turn on a flashlight to assess what happened to your jaw? Then after, yeah, well, I mean, uh, the rules were I couldn't do that until I got home, right. obviously. So and then a rule breaker. Yeah, and then ever, and then about, and then uh, um, a jawbreaker, more like it. <laughs> the, uh, and then Just to flash- check, Ice never, in that decade, Ice never brought a date out to Monkey Island. That no, Ice, never- Ice, Ice had no dates to take out there. Gotcha, okay. Then uh, flash forward the next decade- Probably not a lot of activity in Monkey Island I was aware of, Would you know, on occasion, because I was in college, I was in L.A. When I'd mm-hmm. go up there, it'd be maybe, maybe I would go out there in some snowshoes, kind of see, poke around, see around what's going did, on. Did your, you have a younger brother of four years younger, five, five years, years younger? Five years. Did he have a similar, like during these decades while you're off in college, does he have a similar, similar relationship with Monkey Island? Was he also having adventures out there do you know or are these gaps in I don't monkey know. island knowledge? i don't know i don't know this these are gaps for sure i think i was the more adventurous of the monkey island adventurers mm-hmm. the latest the last he also inst- grew up knowing that jaws get freaking broken out there yeah so. and watch out for those ice skates because you never know right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the last thing in the decade span of monkey island i'll say is my most recent entry now, here we're in the fourth decade, or th- what, no, third. No, Zero to ten. The, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm 36. Well, yeah, so this is the fourth. Did the you fourth do anything decade. for 20 to 30? Did anything happen during 20 to that 30? Was a, that, was a light, that was the one I was saying, like, when I moved, when I was in college, Nothing. I was just like going in there snowshoeing or whatever. The Nothing most recent going. one, fourth I decade. Went, this last, fourth decade, last, last winter, I went in there talking about Swiss Family Robinson. Giant structure built in there. Like, 
have photographs of this thing. You sent, looks, you sent me a picture of this. Now I, re- yeah. I remember this. And it's it's incredible. Like it's, it's actually impressive. like a it's a very impressively constructed wood thing with like two wooden stumps in it. It's like someone went in there and they were just like either we're going to live or this is going to be our little tea ceremony spot or maybe the only other logical explanation is ice skate weaponized animal sacrifice location probably, right? Oh wow. Cuz that you left that ice skate out there for the following two decades. Yes, never touched that. We didn't that. do enough tracking of this ice skate right. in our decade recap. Well, for all we know, in the decades, it's still out there. You never know so, when you need an escape. Predictions for decade five for Monkey Island? Will this sacrifice ritual lead to anything? Will there be a rise of, of some druidic demon? My hope is that the the ceremonies work out in our favor for like protecting Monkey Island, because I do have a sinking fear that as California gets drier, there's a chance that Monkey Island may burn one day. Oh, that's a bummer. It would be a bummer. Yeah. Because it gets the, the last time I was out there this last summer, too, there was like a lot of dry pine needles out there. I was like, ooh, this and is the, the, this would the, go up. The construction project that you showed me was all sort of just like kindling wrapped around. Looked, looked like a fire starter for sure. Yeah. That's what you would kind of build is this. It's a larger version of what you'd build in a fireplace to be like, I made my little teepee of wood and let's put some paper under it. Yeah. So here's hoping that whatever druidic stuff is going out there has protected Monkey yeah. Island for decades to come. Cast award effect. I have one final question from our fan. Yeah, I'm ready. Here, uh, this is coming from. Let's see here, Lizbeth okay. Smith is her name. Sure. Yeah, L- Lizbeth, welcome to submit a question as well. Yes. Um, all right. So here's here's her question. Now, hey Jack. Chris may have told you how much I love babies. So what would you say to Chris to encourage him <laughs> to give me some grandchildren? Um, just the joys of fatherhood. Take him through a day in the life of Frances <laughs> from the moment she wakes up, 3 a.m. onward. And also, I'm really curious as to how long it takes you and Lisa to debrief Francis after Uncle Chris has come for a visit. Thank you. <laughs> so there we have it. And I think debrief is like straight up like let's go over the let's go over the facts yeah. here of what that experience was like for you, that traumatic event. She's only met you the once, really. Yeah. There's been to, like two in, in, in time, passing. There, there was, was yeah. a at, But at, you came yeah. to her first birthday party. She's now a year and two and a half months, three months. Um, or three and a half months. I don't freaking know what months are. You don't. It's uh, not important for your it's life. It's not important. Um, two and a half. Uh, she met you the once, and you were a you were a big hit. You you gifted her some juggling balls and did a thorough demo. Mm. You juggled for a while for her, and she seemed genuinely enwrapped. Uh, so I'd also, I mean, I'd also heard she was a real like she loves lemons. She loves yellow. Like yeah, they were lemon well, shaped they were objects. Well curated juggling balls for sure. Yeah. Um, and have remained a hit. Uh here's the day in the life, Chris, and here's why you gotta you gotta do it, man. I mean, um, this is what's gonna put me over the edge because obviously I've chosen not to have grandkids to yes. spite my mother. You're other not to have kids to spite my mother for a grandchild. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um wake up time 
not necessarily three. There's been a couple of those uh, recently. That was certainly the case a while ago. But at a at a little over a year, um, we're not getting too many 3 a.m. freak out wake ups. A more common wake up time somewhere between six and seven. Okay. 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 I can get up um, that early sometimes. Yeah. You're 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 up. I'll I'll I'll, I'll be up with her. And I'll I'll like you know you've you've like been posting on Instagram by the time I'm hanging out with her sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so I you're you're ready for that, Chris. If that was the I, tipping point, that might even be that might even help my life. That might be like oh now I you know this is really getting me get this is upping my productivity. Thank you, baby. Yeah. That's as yeah, far as that's it goes. what they're very good for. They're very yeah. good for productivity. Um, I'm as listening. I'm sure you've noticed. <laughs> yes. Um, uh. uh She'll usually be up for around her current nap schedule. Oh, we're in such a flux point here. I think she's about to drop a nap, Chris, and and it's going to mm. be crazy when she does. Mm. Uh, current nap schedule, honestly, right now, uh, 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 she's a peach, man. She's like incredibly sweet. So she'll be up for like three hours. She'll be up from whenever, like six, seven to like, you know, nine or ten. Then she'll sleep for like an hour. Then she'll be up for another Three sleep for another that, one. That hour she's sleeping, I could of, easily squeeze in a workout. Get it, get it in, get it in. Get my um, lunch in there, and uh, uh, filling that time, Francis uh, is very down to be read to. She'll like grab books and hand me books, and I can just read a lot during that time. She likes it if I put on music. She'll do a little baby butt dance to ask for music to be put on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then one day we showed her a documentary with some elephants in it, and she started doing a little like (laughs) elephant sound and raising her hand above her head to constantly, constantly ask to see that documentary and learned the word documentary because we would refer to it to each other as a documentary. And now if we say the word documentary, she'll go, Poof! Oh my uh, <laughs> gosh, great. She's a so, cinephile already. She is. She loves this Meghan, Meghan Markle narrated uh, uh, elephant documentary on Disney. Uh, it's really good. So I watch, so that's a big part of my routine is watching five minutes of that <laughs> to then distract her. Cause I don't want to have her just like watching TV all the time. You're right. not, you're technically not supposed to have them in front of like screens at all until like 18 months is what like most of the recommendations are. So we do like five to 10 minutes Then I find something then you to blindfold like her, pull her and then focus. you keep it playing. Yeah. Usually my move is I, she'll like, she'll need food, you know, like halfway during that wake up window, she'll need to like eat breakfast. So mm-hmm. I will like five minutes before she should eat put on the documentary uh, and then five minutes into that, start making the hand signal for like, Oh food, you want some food? And then she'll like sprint out of the room to go get some food. That's a good prank. And then she comes back in and the movie's gone and she just starts being all over the place. And like, sorry, you You missed it. You missed the show. It's over. Um, It's a good documentary. There's some scary parts. Oh, you prank them. They're so easy to prank. They have very, they have very short memories. So you you get them to remember one thing, then you sneak it away, and then ah, that's a good prank. Um, oh, this is sounding morning. better by the moment. Also, that then was time, like, by the way, on my podcast. That was time. Yeah. Well, then I'll briefly. It's all gold. You should have a baby. You watch documentaries with them. You 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 feed them. Uh, you mostly like weird little pouches. Easy. Oh my god, um, easy. It's an excuse for me. You know what I've eaten so much more of recently? Uh is I've eat I've been making a lot of 
like a, an easy thing to give her in the morning is like pancakes. So just at like 6.30 in the morning, I'm just making pancakes. And I really like chocolate chip pancakes, but I'm like, you're a baby. You don't need chocolate. Uh, so <laughs> I'll make I'll make a thing of pancakes and make myself some chocolate chip pancakes. And she and I, and I always think I'm getting away with it. And it's very clear. She clearly knows that something else is going on in my pancakes and throws her pancakes on the ground and asks for my pancakes. And I'll like very carefully rip her portions of my pancakes that don't have chocolate chips in them so that she's just getting regular pancakes and she's very upset about it. Prank your babies! Yes. Prank your babies! I imagine you're also making your pancakes Mickey Mouse pancakes and she's not getting that shape either. Because <laughs> like, you're not supposed to be watching TV at this age anyways, baby. You don't need Mickey Mouse pancakes. No, 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 no. It's just going to encourage And Disney you owns to... everything. We don't need to make this a corporate <laughs> including Including our beloved elephant Meghan Markle documentary. Um, right. She's good, by the way. She's a good narrator. She okay. pulls it off well. Yeah. That's important. That's important, especially yeah. for the nature docs. You got to make it's got to feel like someone is in there with you. They're also like an access point for the audience, but also has an element of expertise uh, about their voice and, and royalty. You know, Royalty's you want just that like regal formal um, royalty, technically, right? I guess is that I the way so. this is? Do we is that what we say now? I thankfully don't really know. Neither <laughs> do I. I may so have. I may have, have a completed baby. A, Give Elizabeth some football. grandchildren. She's obviously got a lot of time on her hand right now. (laughs) So I think you owe her this much. It's time. I'll just have to wear my seals. I'll have to take my seal skin off. You know, that's really it. I feel like I feel like it's in the air. Um, Well, thank you, Jack, for uh, um, entertaining Moms Want to Know. That was Moms Want to Know. There's a podcast. There's There's a podcast. There's a podcast. podcast. Um, Um, Great questions, Elizabeth. Great bits. Yes. I was very (laughs) surprised how bitty they were. I did not expect that at all. My mom does not bit hard, but I I can't help but expect that. She knows her audience. She knows. (laughs) Yeah. She also can't help but also through osmosis probably now I'm realizing that's the only way she really. She gets like 25% real Chris and Nick and then 75% bit. Chris and Nick. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's like just very clearly. Yeah. She 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 knows knows. how to communicate to her kids. Uh, And you. And me, which we're, you know, I'm, I'm her third. You're a, yeah, you're in the, you're in the fold. You're Um, in the nest. Also just as, although I've never been up and and visited monkey Island. No, that's, you've never been to Tahoe, which is just crazy. You know, you you know why, you know what part of it is? Uh, I'm so allergic to cats. Sure. I know there would be workarounds, but you got a, you got cats. And so I'm you always have the, like, I don't push hard to go up to Tahoe because I'm like, oh, he's got cats. Well, that's <laughs> where you also, I feel like in a way that is going to be your greatest asset when it comes to a, a really great Tahoe experience because you're not going to want to stay at my place. I'll you're going to want to rent your own friggin' cabin or your own yeah, yeah, go to yeah, like yeah, a resort yeah. and then you're going to have an even better Tahoe experience. And then we meet up, you know, you don't have to come to my house, but you can come to you can go to Monkey Island. There's no cats out Why there. Why haven't I done this? This is crazy. All right. Let's also, go I was going to say, speaking of nests, just a sidebar yeah. on me and Nick's current like at our apartment on the on the patio. There's a uh, um, there's a bird that just made a friggin' nest in one of our plants, laid two eggs. Just sitting there. So now we don't go out on our patio to spook it. We don't. We had a bird. We had some some finches lay eggs in the little like overhang on our little patio. And uh, 
we let it happen and we encouraged it and mm-hmm. they had the babies and then we were chill about the babies, but they just made such a mess and shit everywhere for so long uh, that once they were done and left, uh, we we took it out and now they know to come. They know we've got a good cozy spot and we've oh just been pulling down all the twigs every time they started new nest and it's been now like two months of battle where they won't give up. We we try to get them where we have luckily gotten them early enough that they never lay an right. egg in there, so we're not, you know, destroying any any eggs. But it's a <laughs> it's a tough one. It's man. a real twig of war. Okay. That'll that seals it for that podcast. <laughs> I mean, we're not getting better than Twig of War. Uh I'll transition us to a very low energy podcast. Are you ready for this? I'm 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 born ready. We've done some real beautiful high energy podcasts. I am ice after all. You're ice, man. So, um, Chris, I've been struggling really bad with uh, insomnia. Okay. Um, are you aware of the podcast genre of sleep aid podcasts? Hundred percent. Like story. People like tell stories, or they tell boring stuff to make you sleep. So this is the thing that I want to focus on. Okay. In our podcast, which is called Cruising for a Snoozing. Mm, I like that. Thank you. I double checked to see if it was anything, and it is the it is a product line of like sleep bombs. So we already have a sponsor. We got a sponsor. Um, I'd like to focus on the idea of I do go to sleep to. I need I I need to be listening to something to fall asleep. And the formula that I've found is I need something that is like 75% interesting. That like it can't mm-hmm. be boring. If okay. it is boring, I will just think about other stuff. If it is so interesting that it's got me like buzzing, I will stay awake. So what I need is something that is like just <laughs> 7 out of 10 kind of interesting it has to just be kind of interesting so my go-to for that generally has been like audiobooks of things i've already read um or watch like right now i'm 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 listening to the two towers audiobook so i'm going through that's like a seven out of ten for you like you're you're getting something narrative but it's kind of calming or yes i say that i'm struggling really bad with insomnia right now so last night i listened to three and a half hours of that that uh, audiobook maybe it's too interesting maybe it's an eight out of ten It might be an 8 out of 10, but the idea for me of like an audiobook of something that I'm familiar with is like, I know the story well enough that I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be upset if I, if I like realized I've fallen asleep, it's not going to like keep me awake because I'm like, don't want to miss a thing. Cause it's like, I know where this is going. I can pick it back up tomorrow. This is fine. Uh, But since it's like an audiobook of a novel, I've never read. I've only seen the movie. I'm familiar with the story, but there's tons of like little details and interesting bits that keep me plugged in but yeah right. maybe right now it's too interesting we were we were at the ent moot uh we were right. we were in the ent moot and i just was like so intrigued by all the ent de- there's just so many more rich details in there that, yeah. that aren't you know that are not f- made to be put in films right um like oh, tom bombadil you know about this guy oh i know about tom there was oh a big there was a big pushback that tom wasn't in i understand why what a weird character yeah <laughs> But the truest, you know, that everyone yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so this is cruising for a snoozing. Is this, this going to be snoozing. cruising for a snoozing for you, or specifically, or cruising for a snoozing for anyone that wants to take a snooze? This is for anyone who wants to take a snooze. Which means this is this podcast pilot 
not for everybody. If you're not. if you're working out right now, mm-hmm. turn this off. <laughs> this podcast is not for you. This so, isn't the blockbuster one that we did earlier. That no, obviously that you listen to everyone. when you're in the middle of a, of massive gains in the and gym. That one is so universal. Where yeah. even if you're ten years younger than us, you still care about which movies enemy came of out the state. In 19- <laughs> So. Still care about Enemy of the State? Yeah. So I invite us, Chris. Yeah. Um, what I've done is I've pulled up a Wikipedia article. I hit random until I found something that I thought was kind of interesting. Also, I like what your voice is doing now. I think this is setting a tone. We're supposed to get a little closer and a little quieter. Yeah. Right? I would like this to be a slower paced, inviting, calming tone podcast. Uh, yeah. So I've pulled up a Wikipedia article that I found Interesting, but not too interesting. Seven um, out of 10. Seven out of 10. And that might be honestly overselling it. Uh, that's for you to decide. You can tell mm-hmm. me if this is too boring. Um, I'm I figured what feeling we'll do really is, relaxed personally that's right great. now already. I might snooze while we're cruising. And that's fine. I'll keep it going. Okay. Uh, and I'll do the same. I got your back. Thank you. I've got your back, Chris. Wow. Uh, so I figured we can cruise around Wikipedia until you snooze in your bed or armchair while not driving. And uh, you being the listener, you're not being talking the to me. Yeah, of course. Um, so I figured we'd start with an article and then within that article, we can find other branch points and just kind of fall deeper and deeper into Wikipedia holes as we fall closer and closer into a beautiful relaxation of sleep. So anytime you'd like, Chris, you can prompt me uh, if we're too interesting or not interesting enough to click to another article embedded within here, anything that sounds interesting to you, we can pop around. And are you reading just verbatim Wikipedia articles? Or are we talking about these articles? Like you're introducing a topic and then we're talking about them. And then it's like, ah, oh, that's interesting. Let's look up that thing now that's come up. In My thought was that we would talk about it. But if talking about it is, is talking about something an eight out of 10. I think me- talking about it, us talking about it, four yeah. out of 10. So okay, I think so we're we probably. Need, so just read, I guess. No, is I think more we read and talk. I think, I think what I'm saying is that I, I like the idea that we get to talk about it, but I think yeah. that the, the, the homework to talk about something and not sound uh-huh. and not be more than a seven out of 10 yeah. is, I like the idea of that. It takes the pressure off for me. Cause you know, Everything we say and do normally, yeah, 11 out of 10. 11 out of 10. So this is, we get to relax finally, and hopefully yeah. you'll relax along with us <laughs> on today's episode of Cruising for a Snoozing. Chris, I invite you into the world of Get the Message. A televised game show produced by Mark Goodson and Bill Todman, which aired on ABC's daytime schedule for nine months in 1964. Frank Buxton was the original host and was replaced by Robert Q. Lewis. What does the Q stand for? Um, Quill? The Q doesn't stand for anything. His name is Robert Goldberg, and he added the Q accidentally. When he responded to a reference to comedian F. Chase Taylor's character, Colonel Lemuel Q, by saying, and this is Robert Q. Lewis. (laughs) So this show, get the message. Uh, You've got three teams, two teams of three people. It's men versus women, you know, in that age. Yeah, as you do. Uh, They competed and you had one contestant and two celebrities. And on each turn, the celebrities were shown a message. 
uh, with like a, a, a noun, I think, basically just a person, a place, a thing, a common phrase, perhaps. Uh, on a screen in front of them. And then the celebrities wrote down a one-word clue on index cards without, like, discussing it with each other. Do you think the card, did they write with a pen, a pencil? You know? Uh, So it doesn't say in this Wikipedia article, and I'm not sure where to get that. We would have to watch an episode of this, which, uh, well, we'll get there in a second. Is is it tease? Is teasing something too interesting? That's putting it at a 9 out of 10. I'd say bring it back a little bit. Yeah. I was thinking that the pencil thing might be fun to like in an ASMR way. Imagine oh, they're scribbling their word on a card right now on a pencil. I'm going to be honest though. Like in terms of details, when I'm imagining a show, me trying to picture, is it a pencil or is it a marker? I think is like a 3 out of 10. Well, I, I think said that's a pen like a, and not a marker. Oh, well, wow. We've bumped it up to 2.5 out of 10. <laughs> What a fucking boring ass question. This is also Chris. Seven out of ten, Chris. I'm seven out of ten. Keep it interesting. I don't know if you can hear my voice, but I'm trying to suppress laughter. Close to the mic. (laughs) I'm trying to suppress my laughter so regularly right now. I'm I got got it together. Do you think those sounds the like of a of a withheld laugh, do you think that's like an unpleasant thing to fall asleep to? Because I feel like it probably I think that's kind of no, I think I feel like that's probably kind of a nice little Is this relaxing sheep jumping over a Is that relaxing? Do you find that relaxing? That to me sounds, I mean, that could be sheep jumping over a fence. Yeah. Count, count the stifled snorts. Yeah. Uh, So Chris, with a pen or pencil, we'll have to do the research later to find out. All four celebrities wrote down a one word clue on index cards without discussing among each other, which I think the intention there is the like potentially interesting gaming moment. So then, because then you show your clues to your the celebrities show their clues to their contestant and the contestant has to guess the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess there's a potentially interesting gaming moment of like, oh, the celebrities both wrote the same one word clue. So therefore, the contestant gets less information because they only got one clue because they both wrote the same thing. I so see. Therefore, you should try to write, you know, you should try to be a little lateral. You should write like the second most interesting thing you could think to write instead of the first or first most Tell, the second most telling thing because you're hoping to kind of like build a larger picture you're hoping that your yeah. word will yeah that your word combined with the other celebrities word will give enough of a clue um for them to get it i right. think is is like sort of the interesting game theory great so both celebrities on the team uh show their clues read their clues to their teammate who then gets to attempt to guess uh, and if incorrect play passes to the opposing team who follows the same process uh and if the opposing contestant fails to get the message then you get another round of clue writing so then you have an opportunity mm-hmm. to to like respond to the previously given clues um, still, and then still if no hunting one's got towards it, the same the same one it's not a new yeah, target right. And then after two rounds, if no one's gotten it, then they discard the the message and go to a new message. Right. Um, correct answers are one point and three points wins. What do you think the prize is, Chris? For this 19, game. 1964, get the message. What do you think the prize is? I am going to say it's a cash prize. Yes. I should clarify. $500. The prize, the prize of that round is a is a hundred dollars and then later you can get up to three hundred dollars so i think like your total take home we're in the five hundred dollar zone i think that's correct great um after this round there's a bonus round where the winning team 
uh, played a turnabout round, a turnabout game bonus round where the contestant mm. gets a message and then they orally convey a clue to each celebrity and try to get the celebrity to guess. And if they can get the celebrity to guess, they contestant wins $100 for each clue they get the celebrity to guess. Uh, I have a question that may make this too interesting. Yes, great. And I do have a follow-up topic that this right now is feeling, to be honest, four or five. Like, gotta, I, I don't know if we've... Got to I don't it. know if we've... So I think go for the question because I don't well, think... Well, my question was going to be, if you were in this situation as a um, contestant, mm-hmm. I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of contestants in these games. And I think yeah. to myself, if I'm seeing celebrities here in this yeah. in this situation i wonder if i'd get more or less stressed as a contestant i'm like would i be i'm 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 thinking multiple things i'm thinking is it that because there's a celebrity here the nerves of maybe being around someone i'm a fan of are offsetting mm-hmm. the nerves of being in a game show scenario because they're probably that that, that I, I don't have enough room for all those nerves or you're, you're worried that your celebrity is going to be um, like uh, 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 Grace Kelly and that your clue will just be the word dinner. Right. And you're just going to keep wasting rounds by trying to ask her out on a date. Is yeah. That the that's the real main thing. I think also it, it also depends yeah, on what celebrities get you that. get, what batch you get, because think about it. Like when they have their big season finale, it's a and then they loud, suddenly, Chris, it's a little loud. Oh, is it loud for me? I think it's a little loud. I'm looking at my waveforms and I didn't know if they were super loud. I think it's just oh, audio not, adjusting. Not necessarily the audio. I just meant like tonally. I feel like you're being a little spiritually loud. Oh, you know? I see. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Right. I mean, okay. Back down to a seven. I'm just wondering yeah, if maybe yeah, there's you. a there's a zone of of a like if you're having the big season finale, mm-hmm. what kind of and you have a big celebrity, is that gonna be the thing that suddenly makes it harder? to compete in this kind of game. I'm just curious what your experience as a contestant would be like on this. I don't think I would be thrown by celebrities. I think there's maybe like a, um, a lot of times on these type of shows with like celebrity contestants where they're not playing for, uh, prizes, but you are, and they're on your team. I feel like a lot of times those celebrities get like locked in, in a good way where it's like, they Mm want to, they want to win it for you. They want to be like, a kick-ass star teammate and for them like the stakes are pretty low so there's not a lot of pressure on them but there's a lot of like heck yes i want to win this for you right caitlin we're gonna do this you and me caitlin Mm -hmm. do you think do you think that just got too interesting for anyone out there named caitlin do you think that would have startled them away probably there's definitely if someone named caitlin has already fallen asleep they may still be asleep, but if they have a sleep app on their phone, there was definitely yeah. a spike that they'll see in the morning. Yes. You know what I mean? I like there that. was a bit of a sleep rotation at that point mm-hmm. is my guess. Mm-hmm. I was also curious if in this situation th- that like, you know, having a celebrity being on your side, I, I, that's always so, so familiar when you see celebrities compete on things they are competing for different charities you know, it's always a charity yeah. that they're raising their money for. Mm-hmm. Part of me is just like, why not let the celebrities actually compete for money they get to keep? I think is that we're, too interesting. I think a question. The, the assumption is that we're gonna like we're gonna be we're not gonna be excited to see a millionaire win 
ten thousand dollars. We're gonna be like, but all, right, all well, celebrities great. millionaires, I guess. So I do very much think about this sometimes on these shows, where I I do constantly go like, if you're a smaller celebrity on this, like if you're, and I say this as someone who's on Cameo, if you're on Cameo, shout out, and then you're on shout out. And then you're also on one of these shows and I see you like competing for a million dollars for charity. I'm going like, but you could, you, you could use that. it. You, you could, could use, use a portion it. of that. And you uh, are in a way, cause it is that what then by being a celebrity at that point, does it ever diminishing marginal returns? You know, like in theory now by being so big, you could have your tour, uh, you know, your reunion tour, your kind of like, Hey, let's do a nostalgia thing. But and everyone just assumes because your household name got all this money, but you might have spent right. it all on that third boat that sank. Yeah, or didn't Classic. sink. If that's too interesting, I don't know what Caitlin feels. <laughs> How are you doing, Caitlin? Are you still are you getting? Is it nice and relaxing? Is this relaxing for you? That Caitlin? is an interesting thought experiment of the celebrity who is big enough to be on one of those shows, but uh, isn't in a financial position, and so they like money launder. Through a fake charity. Right. And are actually just playing who wants to be a millionaire for real. And all of their one word clues are like direct. And then the next one is deposit. And then it's <laughs> their account number. One, you know? one digit at a time. Yeah. Um, some other things about get the message, Chris. Uh, Love that. It was a very short lived run. You probably haven't heard of this. I hadn't heard of this game show because uh, it was only on for half a year. They did oh, wow. make a Milton Bradley board game adaptation of Get the Message, but I don't mm. think it did particularly well. Okay. And the reason it doesn't have a lasting legacy, in addition to one element that I'll get to in a second, but the practice at the time was to dump dump the footage. Like, this stuff generally wasn't archived. So it was a show that was, like, aired live, and then when a show got canceled, they wiped it. Uh, wow. So most of this show is lost to time, with the exception of three episodes, which are housed where, Chris? This is fun. But not too fun. Um, Library of Congress. No. Um, you can Paramount, guess along at home. Paramount Pictures. No. You can um, guess along at home. But um, you might have less likely of a chance of getting this than Chris does. Chris might, for a unique reason, be equipped hmm. to answer this. I'm going to say somewhere in Denmark? No. How did say you somewhere get there? In, well, you said, I guess if you're thinking locationally <laughs> no, no, unique more, I for mean, me, I have would, family. How, how would they get there, do you think? By plane would be my guess. Fair. <laughs> um. <laughs> And sometimes these production companies can be international, but then again, yeah. I don't know back then, maybe not. I'll say maybe um, somewhere in North Hollywood. Nope. Okay. A um, guessing game. That's sort of interesting. That makes you, I think this keeps you on the hook at least until the end. Like you're not going to fall asleep in the middle of a guessing game, even a right. boring guessing game. Right. But then maybe you're just like hanging on for this. And once we get the answer, that's you'll the go relief. like, oh, that wasn't that. I don't need to think more about that. I right. can just go to sleep now. Right. So should I, don't we, do we keep going till I guess? Yeah, I think just to give you a frame of reference, we're barely halfway through this podcast. I um, we're moving at a really leisurely pace. So I feel like, you know, you can keep guessing. And we have to go down a hole, right? Don't we have to go down a... 
that was the idea, hole. but yeah. maybe. Can I ask then, maybe this be one of the sections where we go a little deeper when it comes to, well, maybe I should guess it first. Yeah. And then from there, what the answer is might lead us in another little rabbit mm-hmm. hole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. say it's unique for me. I wonder if there's something maybe having to do with maybe the thing was shot in Reno and it's up in Reno, Nevada. That's near my hometown. Nope. It's something that we share. We share. This. It's a place that you could logically think would hold the originals of a game show. Uh, hmm. And the and we both have a connection to this place. UCLA? It's at the UCLA Film and Television Archive. Which oh, that's fun. We would regularly have to go to for classes. Sometimes we, we both studied theater there. And sometimes teachers would put a put a video on hold and you'd go and you'd watch it. I remember watching a an old Laurence Olivier clip at the UCLA. Which clip? Now, see that I don't remember, uh, interestingly enough. That'd be a fun fun thing to drum up some, at some point for you and probably bring back some memories. I think it would have been a stage production, so I think it would have been probably Olivia's Hamlet would be my guess. Uh, you know, uh, I guess a fun fact, you mentioned uh, Hamlet slash, my guess is that's also Hamlet. No, it's a, a homestyle omelet. Oh. Laurence Olivier's dramatic reading of a homestyle omelet being assembled with roast potatoes and scarred red peppers, charred red peppers. <laughs> Scarred red peppers <laughs> and beautiful little blistered tomatoes. Can you picture them there in the pan as the sugary juices pool around the bottom and lead to a satisfying little. Wow. Scarred for life. But speaking of Hamlet's. Yes. Yeah, speaking of, well, I don't know if you know, I don't, I didn't know if you knew this, but Laurence Olivier was also in, as I remember, a staging of Hamlet. Okay. Well, yeah, that's what I was oh. referring to. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, uh-huh. okay. But I recently returned from a trip in Denmark, mm-hmm. hence my personal connection to that location. Yes. I was out there for some family revelry. Uh-huh. Out there, there is a castle in a town called Helsinger, and that castle is famously known as Hamlet's castle. It was the castle that oh, Shakespeare fun. wrote Hamlet with that, that location in mind. And actually many, a um, Hamlet production has been staged there in real oh, life. Right. Hamlet also, is historical fiction, right? Like it is based on a real, I there was a real King Hamlet and his son, right? Believe there was. Yeah. Also, there's apparently a Hamlet movie that was shot entirely on location there with Michael Caine. That's very fun. How about that? Was he, can I guess, was he playing Hamlet? He was not. Ah. You could guess, but you would have guessed wrong. That was fun. I'd like you at home now, as you lie asleep, try to picture as many roles as you can think of in the play Hamlet Mm -hmm. and think about which of those roles you'd like to see Michael Caine in. (laughs) Would it be fun to see him as old King Hamlet? How about old Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, young sidekicks? What about Ophelia? What does that do? Mm. What's that image for you? Is that silly? (laughs) What what do you play? And now imagine Michael Caine riding all of the different sheep that are hopping over that fence. (laughs) (laughs) 
now do the thought. Okay, now rewind 15 seconds and do the thought exercise of trying to guess which of those laughs were real. Because both yeah. of us started doing the fake and then <laughs> and then started laughing for real and cycled in and out of it for a little while. So I'd like you to think about that. I'd also like to ask you this question about Get the Message, Chris. Yes. It came out in 1964. Okay. Have you noticed anything interesting about the structure, format, and play style of this game relative to other well-known game shows of the 60s? Perhaps you've spotted that it's a huge fucking, exactly fucking obvious ripoff of the show Password. Well, when I saw this article... I asked myself, was Password on the air when this came out? Yeah. Password came out in 1961 and was on the air until 1967. So the short-lived show, Get the Message, was probably struggling to find an audience because it was such a fucking shitty, filthy, shameless fucking ripoff of Password. Go to sleep thinking about the time you shamelessly ripped off someone in your life. (laughs) That's nice. And that, I think, really, really relaxes the mind and the senses. What, who, who did you really wrong in some way that will inevitably come back full circle and bite you at some point, you know? Yeah. Who, who's out there knowing your dark secret <laughs> that you stole their whole identity? Are you an identity thief? Ponder that right. as you fall asleep. It's more, what, what was the original show's name again? Pass the secret. Well, uh, uh, password. No, I was sorry. The other one. Oh, get the message. Get the message. I don't know where past the secret came from. Get the message. <laughs> I'm sure it's that more was like another st- password ripoff. Steal the message more like it. Yeah. Right. Uh, That's fascinating. Did, was there a host? Did you already mention that there was a host? Was there a celebrity host of this show? Well, we spoke briefly about Frank Buxton and Robert mm. Q. Lewis, who got that cue in a pretty wacky way. That's right. Uh, right. Chris, as per your request, I clicked ahead to... UCLA Film and Television Archive. Mm. I'm going to give you some options now okay. of uh, of uh, some of the collections held at the UCLA Film and Television Archive. And Fascinating. You tell me where you'd like to go from here. And as an exercise, as you listen to this, try to count the vowels in each word I say. See if that helps you fall asleep. Viacom. Me or the listener? The listener. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you can, don't if, you're, if you're trying to fall asleep, you can no, try I'm to count just, the vowels. I got really stressed having to do that, so I don't have to, no, I'm don't glad worry. I don't have to do shit. I'm going to go slow enough that hopefully you'll have a second to pause and think Viacom, three. Mm. Paramount, four. Disney, two, three. What oh, are we doing what are we with Y's? Right. What the fuck are we doing with Y? Mm-hmm. Why have I started swearing more in our sleep podcast? Is it that I find foul language relaxing because it makes it feel more intimate to me? It makes it feel like we're just here. We're just chatting. I'm not keeping up the artifice that I don't swear. We're just fucking around, you You know? know? Sony. Two? Hmm. Orion Pictures. Six? Six. I'm right with counting pictures as well. MGM. (laughs) <laughs> That's a freebie. <laughs> RKO. <laughs> and how about such beloved figures as Hal Ashby, Tony Curtis? Are we still counting vowels? 
Charlton Heston. I'm waiting for you to tell me to somebody to click on. But oh. I'm in, I'm also encouraging the li- the dear listener to count vowels. I want That's you to a, click on Charleston Heston. Charl Charleston Charlton, Heston. Charlton. Charlton Heston. Charlton. How do you spell Charleston? Charlton. C H A R L T O N. Charlton Two. Heston, proud owner of guns and four vowels. Beautiful. Here's the thing I do sometimes to fall asleep, Chris. I count backwards and forwards by fives, and I just sort of willy-nilly pick when I'm going backwards and when I'm going forward to keep it interesting for myself. So I'll be like 5, 10, 15, 20, 15, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 35, 30, 35, 40, 45. I'll do that for a while. It never works, and then I well, just it listen. Seems, it seems very engaged. Like your mind is very engaged in that but activity. That's, that's what I'm looking for. That's why that's why I pitched this vowel thing for me is like you're listening to names and you're also trying to count them. So you're trying to visualize. That's the like seven out of 10 sauce for me is like I need to be thinking about, you know, I need to be trying to engage and the effort of trying to engage. Can I ask why yeah. engagement is important? Because isn't the and isn't isn't sleeping the disengagement from all yeah. of that? But I have the I have the uh, the 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 common and crippling problem of not being able to will my brain off. So if I don't engage on a mundane thing, I'm going to be rapid firing through the day's anxieties and such or or even just like getting sparked up about a creative thing or something like that. But I'll be right. I like have a difficult time. Uh I, I I need the seven out of ten interesting I- engagement to keep myself from the ten out of ten, to keep myself from being so engaged that I can't slow down and turn it off. Can I say an interesting thing that happens for me when I or a time that makes me fall asleep quickly? Yeah, please. I find that to my great joy and luck, I sleep on planes very easily. I just go to sleep on planes and I'm starting to wonder, I'd wondered why that happens for me. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that every time I get on a plane, there's a very specific time at which I start getting a wave of tiredness. And it's right when we start taxiing. It's right when the plane That's starts moving. That's when you get ti- Oh, when yes. The when, exit. When, we're, when we're exiting from the jetway. And my theory is that's when they're pressurizing the cabin. Yeah, probably. You get a little extra rush of oxygen. Well, I think they're bringing the oxygen down, aren't they? Oh, yeah, probably. Because they're, you get a little extra. they're getting that equilibrium. <laughs> so you're having less oxygen on the ground where there would be more, but you're still having more than what will be less when you're in the right, air. Right, they're kind right. of getting that middle ground. So I find that they're kind of pressurizing the cabin which makes me my body for whatever reason the response is to go a little get a little dozy and i just kind of ride that wave so what i'm saying jack is in your room you need to seal all the holes and and creases on doors and stuff like Uh that and you need to slowly suck the oxygen out of the room just a little sounds foolproof yeah and i think that and i think from there as long as you have someone that you hire to regulate the pressurization of your bedroom I almost feel like you you you'd be you know able to sleep for however long you'd you'd want. The other thing that could be doing that a little bit on planes is the motion and the sound. Do you know why babies mm. like to be shushed to sleep? 
and why like white noise machines work. Is that kind of a womb sound, like body womb sound? It's specifically, it's the like sound of blood rushing through the mother's body. It's the like, shh, shh. Let's do that for a little bit. For of a heartbeat. Are we doing it in sync? Is that helpful? We could. Or? Okay. <laughs> those damn sheep again. It's those God, damn sheep. Everywhere. And what is Michael Caine? Oh, that's why he's on them. That's right. Hey, Chris, would you like to hear about John Charles Carter, who was born in October? who was born October 4th, 1923, October 4th, Brian Singleton's birthday. Fascinating. In Willamette, in Willamette Illinois, to Leela and Russell Whitford Carter. Whit- mm. Russell Whitford Carter was a sawmill operator. Hey, who is this John Charles Carter? Well, you might know him a little bit better. as Charlton Heston. That's right. Oh, John- my God. Charles Carter uh, took his name. Uh, I don't know. Hold on. I got to read ahead. That's good. That's good. <laughs> his Scottish. You got to slow it down because it's sounding too interesting. Yeah. Where did, where did this come from? Where did he get this name? His, uh, I think like his, his Scotch great grandparents were named, were, were Charlton's. Mm. And then maybe the other side of the family. Where's Heston coming from? Heston refers to his father participating in his family's construction business. No, no, that's not. No, he's just in his biography. He refers to that. Sorry. <laughs> um, where does the name Charlton Heston come? Where'd you All get this? I, well, shit? I'll say this much. I'll tie it a little bit to Denmark. Uh-huh. Okay. Cause that's obviously my expertise. Hest is uh, Danish for uh horse. Ah, oh, maybe it's Chucky horse, Charlie Charlton Heston, Chucky horse guy. Okay. Well, that was the end of that podcast. That's 30 minutes. Are you asleep? asleep right now? I mean, we can just keep riding this for a second just to debrief out. I don't want to, if we got someone to fall asleep, I don't want to wake him up now. Is, is, Kath, is it Catherine? Was that her name? Was is Caitlin. she asleep? Caitlin, Caitlin? are is you Caitlin asleep? asleep? Did, we, did we ruin it? Yesterday I fell asleep to somebody's very relaxing Twitch stream. They were just playing a, a game in a very like quiet, Seven out of way. 10 way. In a very, like truly perfectly seven out of 10 way. Mm. Uh, and I successfully fell asleep to it at like 1130, which was like um, a miracle of miracles. And then uh, an ad played because I hadn't subscribed to them. So I got an ad and it woke me up so bad. And then I was up till 430 last night. I got maybe like 10 minutes and then I subscribed to their channel so that mm. I wouldn't get the ad. Right. And then the content got a little more interesting. They stopped playing the thing they were playing. Mm. Start playing something a little more interesting. That's what up. they do. That's what, as then I, I switched, they lure you in with that content towers. you want. And then they, yeah, they hit you with that ad. Yeah. Then they, they hit you me. real hard with that, with that ad. I'm having a really hard time figuring out where he got the name Charlton Heston. I'm telling you, man, he's a Danish horse. Okay. Next <laughs> subject. <laughs> Wake the fuck up, Get man. the fuck out of here. Okay. It's Bed done. Your 30 minutes Bucko. are fucking over. Wake up. <laughs> Clear out the bugs. <laughs> Nap time's over, kiddo. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, I think that was a relaxing 30-minute nap for whoever was, was enjoying that. And now get the fuck out of bed, okay? Or couch. Not on the road. You're not doing, you weren't listening to driving. Um, his mom, uh, his parents got divorced and his mom remarried and he got adopted by the, the dad and uh, took the name Heston as his new siblings. Uh, oh. Had the name 
Yeah, there we go. Found they were all raised by horses. Yeah, they were raised by horses. And then they and then he went back and took Charlton as I don't know, man. I'm thinking maybe I don't like Charlton Haston as much as I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, that was the podcast. (laughs) Cruising for a snoozing. Ooh, I'm. I got pretty relaxed in there. I did too. That was a. I I I love. That was a great proof of what we're doing here. I liked that it it was a real different vibe. That's what I want. That's what I I want to have happen in these. What I what I liked when I was thinking about this one, I was like, if the premises were making pilots, we got to try some really different stuff, and they can't all be for everybody, right? You know, if right. you try to make everything be universal, then you're you're not going to be hitting an audience at all. So this one was for the very specific audience of someone named Caitlin trying to fall asleep. <laughs> so we got to hope that. Who, someone named Caitlin who's trying to fall asleep is a big wealthy podcast investor. I'm really quickly. I'm googling. Hang on. How popular is the name? How are you spelling Caitlin? There's a lot of spellings. I'll say just for shorthand. Let's go. C a i t l y n. I mean, that's there's what a I lot chose, of ways man. To, that's got to be the most popular. I think that's probably. I think i n is probably more popular than y n. Caitlin. C a i t l i n has been the most common spelling. The name reached the height of its popularity in 1988 when it ranked number 44. So our odds are pretty good of having just really ruined the potential nap of a 32-year-old who's had a hard day. So I'm sorry, Caitlin. (laughs) Apologies, Caitlin. And we may have misspelled your name slightly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I... Well, hey, talk about a couple podcasts in the running. We gotta now. Let's land this plane, right? So we gotta yes. decide between two podcasts. Where these good podcasts? Let's repressurize the cabin and land this plane. Yeah, of course. Nice, dude. Full circle. Great. Yes. Good. I full circled a thing from three minutes ago. Yes. Now, how's that for a callback? <laughs> yeah. Now, what we do um, at the end here is we decide woo, we, woo, we we decide he's coming back up. You know, oh, he's We're feeling waking it. back up. He's feeling it. Um, <laughs> we gotta decide. Between these two, before we decide which one was the one we would do again, that's what we kind of say. Like, is there one that's likely we would do a second episode? We want to know between these two individually, were they a good podcast? We asked three questions. Was it fun? Was it repeatable? And does it add value to the world? How do we feel about Moms Want to Know, Jack? Was it fun? Moms Want to Know. I had a great time. Um, I think the, 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 I don't know that we would always get the fun biddiness of of your of bit machine Elizabeth Smith, of course. Um, but in some ways, that might also be the fun of it is that you get earnest we'll di- non biddy questions. Flavors of different moms, right? Ugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God, we were so close. Um, the uh, the the so yes, so I think that's a very fun format, and I think genuinely like, um, if for no other reason that the demographic of mom, some of are, you know, plenty of our peers are moms, um, but the demographic of mom includes a lot of people who are quite different from you and I. So it's mm-hmm. a fun perspective to bring into our podcast. Yeah. You know, I think that and and it I mean, it feels repeatable. Yeah. Get a new mom. Get a new mom each time. I think it is repeatable. Um, and we could it could, you know, each episode could be one mom. It could be a, a variety of moms, but there's like a mom only mailbag of just like we're going to answer viewer questions but we've got a we've got a favorite we only want to hear from moms it's a huge bias right. 
How do you feel, right. by the way, if we were to if we were to do this going forward, how do you feel about like I'm a dog mom, I'm a plant mom? How do you feel about that? Oh, I'm as a all cultural about, thing. I'm, I'm all about every every iteration of mom. I think is absolutely on the table. Too inclusive for me, Chris. Gotta be. <laughs> no, no, no fucking way, dude. You have to have. <laughs> You have you're to right. have birth what are we doing? We gotta get very specific. No, you're no right. adoption. Okay, no, none of that. None of that. <laughs> uh, no, I I agree. I think this could be. We can do special episodes of Plant Moms want to know, right? Um, no, I'm all for moms of all. Kind. Does it add value to the world, Jack? Well, I'm gonna argue on both sides of it. Does it add value to the world? Um, we're amplifying the voices of moms, right? But. We're only doing so to the extent that they ask us questions about ourselves. So is our very navel gazing, please ask us questions about ourselves podcast adding value to the world? I would say no. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. No. And if anyway, it's probably maybe even like watering down slash veering from the actual interesting thing, which would be kind of like learning about these moms, like learning oh, about yeah, these we, people. We didn't, we, that'd be we more didn't interesting. go there at all. No. It made it all about us. Very quickly. It's qu- moms want to know, not we want to know moms. Right. <laughs> but that's part of the premise. So maybe next time, maybe, maybe next, next time, time we want to know moms. The, but so overall, you think it was a good podcast? Yeah, I think it was a good podcast. I think it, I think, uh, I think it was a good podcast. I think it was repeatable, but it is so, it is so, it is so much just ask us stuff about ourselves. Yeah. And it feels, uh, yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't know if, if, if it were to, if we were to say like, is that, is that our podcast? That, but it was nice. I'll say it was nice to have a thing we have not had much of um, three episodes into this, which is like an opportunity for me to ask you about your high school dating life, an opportunity right? to, for you to ask me about uh, being a dad. There was some nice personal stuff in there that allowed us to, to be vulnerable and to talk about stuff. Right. Wow. And we kind of got vulnerable. There was a lot of bits, but maybe yeah. we could lean in. I mean, if we had a full hour and we did multiple episodes. I could have been more about the, the, um, the Velociraptor sumo suit. You know, I kind of blew past that. And that's a real deep personal well of emotion. So totally. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I, I rushed through there. Uh, snoozing for a cruising. Cruising for a snoozing is, was, was what I called it the first yeah. time. Um, the, uh, the, 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 oh, this is a, I just got a text and I'm, someone's trying to friggin' steal something from me i know it oh boy oh boy um the, it was like a eh, you won the drawing friggin and walmart i didn't do any okay oh uh, fishing <laughs> for a they're fishing for a i'm, I'm punching fishing. um the, they're cruising for a bruising is what they're yeah. cruising for that nice. was what it was a nice okay was it fun would you say cruising for a snoozing was fun i had a lot of fun and I had a lot of fun, probably for the reasons that were not snooze worthy. <laughs> I, I agree. I think it was very fun in ways detrimental to the premise. <laughs> so the premise itself, therefore, I would say is is willfully unfun. The 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 the, equi- the best equivalency I can give to what that podcast experience was was being in middle school age and being in church and being told you can't laugh, can't yeah, laugh but in church while giving the sermon is a weird experience. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> but a very nice I, I i enjoyed i'll say i also enjoyed the pace change i enjoyed mm-hmm. the voice tonal change mm-hmm. i enjoyed being called out that i was getting too loud i like that it was like that no but i liked that i was like oh wait no it was a nice little self-awareness yeah, yeah, moment yeah, yeah, where i'm yeah. like 
my default is a little loud. My default's a little quick. Sure. Let's slow sure. that down a little bit, see what that feels like. And it, it really, it, it got some, some blood flowing in a way that I liked. Um, I agree. The, the funness of it is, is I would, I would argue maybe tough to gauge on the inside. This is one that I'm mm. genuinely curious. I could imagine that podcast, uh, I could imagine someone who loves us and is even liking this podcast so far, uh, hating, just hating listening to that. Yeah. I think us like talking slow and quiet and boringly while then every once in a while just going (laughs) (laughs) might've been a, a really terrible ear experience for someone. Certainly. Certainly. But Um, here's what we can say about that. They probably turned it off or tuned out or if they're still here are so angry, there's no coming back. So really, I think (laughs) at this point, I don't know if there's anybody that's still around that's like on the fence about any of it. They either love, love what they've been experiencing or hate it so much that they're just kind of biding their time, hoping that we're going to give some sort of personal detail that they can kind of find us and track us down or something like that, you know? (laughs) Uh, is that actually what this Walmart text just was? Is there that someone who's hating it. this podcast yeah, so much exactly. that, that they sent this through time to kill me? Um, so it seems like they're cruising was, for a bruising on you. They're cruising. That's the, yeah. To bruise you. Would you say that this podcast is repeatable? Infinitely repeatable. Absolutely. We could do this fucking shit forever. Ever. Dude. We could just whisper in your annoyed little ear. Oh, forever. Um, would we say it adds value to the world? I think honestly, this is one, this is, this is one where that question we always, I think this is going to be when we answer no to a lot, but this one from the fundamental, correct me if I'm wrong, from the base is created with the intention of offering something. Yeah. The premise like if we succeeded, it would absolutely add value. So I'd actually be genuinely curious to hear if, if that, uh, worked in any way for anyone if there's anyone out here who who tried this as a as a sleep aid as a like oh yeah i'll throw this podcast on while i'm going to sleep why not we'll create um, a post in our patreon only for caitlin's to respond yeah on attention caitlin's do you fall asleep <laughs> that's all we want to know okay was this a service to your world did it add yeah. value and are you still awake now to create that post or yeah. are you still asleep and our little like loud hey we're coming back up for air landing the plane stuff didn't wake you up that'd be cool good to know but i would say the potential for cruising for a snoozing and i'm gonna pronounce the the n of the, course the you gotta N-G, have the g in there a, yeah yeah <laughs> a snoozing cruising for a snoozing the potential for it to add value to the world quite high I would say like yeah. if it it's it's inability to add value would simply be cuz we're potentially bad at making that podcast. But that's not really the question of a pilot. It might be a bad pilot for a show that we then refine the process of it, we get a rhythm that feels more comfortable that is better at helping people actually fall asleep. And if we did that, would it be adding value to the world? Yes. Mm. Emphatically. Absolutely. Yes. More than like I don't know how good we could get at fanzine for it to have to <laughs> add value to the world. <laughs> how much practice could we ever <laughs> commit to to right. make that valuable? Right. But if we help one person fall asleep and don't ruin that one Caitlin's sleep, right. we've done we've done something here, you know? Yeah. 
Okay, Jack. Well, let's land this plane fully between the two podcasts, right? Yeah. I'd say what we just described made made cruising for snoozing, I would deem a good podcast. I would say that's that's probably the winner of this episode with the po- with the possibility that a lot of people hated it and are gone and don't know that we're giving it any sort of plot. It's also, yeah, it's being judged off of a rubric of three, that three questions that one mm-hmm. answered. I'd say yes was the answer to all three of those questions, but well, it might not have maybe two specific people, though, <laughs> but yeah, only yeah, yeah. to specific people. Right. Um, and I don't want this to be because I'm going to send this to my mom. And I don't want mm-hmm. this to be at all a detriment to your contribution, Mom, no. to say that your podcast didn't win. Elizabeth, you crushed it. It's the, my the, premise that was off. Yeah, the reason to not repeat it was not enough, Elizabeth. Too much us talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, Jack, what a what a joy, huh? What a treat Jack, as always, Jack. Joy. Love we'll that. be back in a, a week after next. We're gonna do this as we mentioned every other week. Bye. Weekly. How do you feel about the term bi-weekly to me? We talk about this. It trips me out. I hate it. It trips me out. I'm like, are we doing twice a week then? Or are we doing every other week? And it it means both. And that's wrong. Choose a lane, the word bi-weekly or bi-monthly or bi-annually. Or bicycle. (laughs) (laughs) So this has been podcast pilots. Chris, hold on. I'm sorry. Hold on. That joke was great. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Choose a lane, bicycle. That joke was great, Chris. Okay, I, we can't I just, just like I. I know that you want to like close on a high note and immediately sign off. Yeah, but I would like to invite our view, our listening audience, into the after podcast thing where we turn this off and I go, "Yo, dude, that fucking bicycle joke dude, was right? so funny, dude!" Right? That, that just caught kinda... me, man. That was yeah, really right? good. What clever wordplay. Um. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we didn't. So assuming we didn't, maybe we even trimmed that out and just is like, bam, dude, bicycle oh, could and be we're a hot out. Ending. That's good. That's possible. Um, but we want to show our process. We want to show how the chefs make the souffle, right? You're because you're our network executives helping us choose which podcast should go past the pilot phase, right? Um, so we we're inviting you in now. Okay, you're in. Just Whether you like it or not. Thing again, Chris, say the bicycle, bicycle thing. Bicycle we'll or bicycle. Choose a lane. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, everybody. What a perfect podcast joke. pilots. The pilot. The podcast. Podcast. Um, po- fascinating. <laughs> fascinating. Um, listen, y'all, we had a blast doing this. I'm actually, I'm just, I can't wait to, to do more. How many this has been a real joy. I thought your fascinating was a really nice, like, that's sort of a, a weird half tone to end on. But, but now we're here for just extra sign-offs. Yeah. Also, Someone's if you asleep. have ideas, if you have ideas for podcasts you'd like us to try, toss them in our Discord channel, shoot us a message, put it in our, under the, reply on this, this post. Write um, it on a note, tuck it under your doormat, invite us Jack. over, <laughs> text me. <laughs> It's got one of those, it's great news, the winning code, and then they got a bunch of numbers printed on your receipt, came in third in the Walmart draw, so then they want me to click on this link and then enter my winning code. It's one of those, you know, it's a signed Gene Instagram. Is this like a digital version of the game show? Yeah. It's like, (laughs) yeah. Um, All right. Well, Well, does this ever end? I don't think so. I think they're, are you asleep yet? You should be now. You should Um, be finally asleep. Whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this from, have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful night. Maybe continue to have a wonderful sleep because you're wonderful. And you know what? You're fine just the way you are. This has been 
Chris and Jack's Podcast Pilots, the podcast, reminding you that you're fine just the way you are. <laughs> it's too easy to ride the line. <laughs> All right, I'm going to end this. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was fine. <laughs>